Welcome to the Hot and Healthy Show, the top podcast for women in business. Each week we bring you interviews with experts on mindset, food and success so you can learn the secrets of how to be hot in business and healthy for life. I'm your host, Nicole Van Hattam, holistic health coach, TEDx speaker and best-selling author. I really love this interview with Sue Lester. I know that we all have unconscious beliefs and blueprints and things we've adopted and taken on as our own over time. And it's just so refreshing to talk to someone who can help you clean up that trash. And through the discussion with Sue, it's it's very clear that we all need to do a little bit of it. Um, and also that, you know, from time to time, we might need to do a little bit more of it. There's always new layers and that the freedom and the lightness that comes when you deal with your head trash and you clean it up is just so wonderful. So I hope you enjoyed this interview with Sue as much as I enjoyed it. Welcome to the Hot and Healthy Show, conversations that change the way women work and live. I'm your host, Nicole Van Haddam, holistic success coach, TEDx speaker, and best-selling author. It is my pleasure to introduce you to Sue Lester, who specializes in clearing head trash, is an international mindset healer, coach, and professional speaker. She works with individuals, teams, and audiences, optimizing their unconscious blueprints so they feel successful on the inside, reigniting their zest for life's adventure, and achieving their elusive life balance. She's the author of The Face Within, How to Change Your Unconscious Blueprint, and Answering the Call to Adventure. Our topic today is how to clear head trash. Welcome on the show, Sue. Thanks, Nicole. I'm Great so excited you're here. Yeah, I was thrilled getting the attention. Were you? Yeah. Oh, I'm glad you said yes. When I met you at that networking group, uh, which was actually a couple of months ago, mm. I knew talking to you that you were somebody I had to have on the show because... What you help people with is so vital in this day and age, in life, in business, for women, for men. So we've called it clearing head trash, and that quite um, engaged me when I met you and we were talking about it. I was like, yeah, I've got some junk up here that I'd like to clean out. We all do. We all do. What, what do you call head trash? How would you describe it? Okay. So head trash is what wakes you up at 3 o'clock in the morning with the should-haves, the if-onlys, the what-ifs. It's the bad habits, it's the, the trauma from your past, it's anything that blocks your way forward. Right. And I actually got that term given to me by um, a previous client, um, a successful business coach, and he invited me to a workshop with 40 of his clients, invited me up on stage and said, hey guys, meet Sue. She clears my head trash. And I went, ooh, I'll have that. Because it's a simple way mm. of ex explaining a really complex um, mm situation so how do we get this garbage in there and and what does it do what if it's hanging around what's the garbage doing in there okay so programming starts from in the womb and for some people it starts past you know before mm -hmm. that depending mm -hmm. on your beliefs okay um so it's just as we learn how to process information um, and interpret the world around us we make our own decisions and form beliefs about who we are where we fit in the world how people should and shouldn't treat us and then that becomes an underlying track under our life as we go through the stages. Because zero to seven, you, you would be aware, is the imprint period. Where we're like little sponges. Mm. And we don't know that something's not our fault or that Uncle Fred was joking when he said what he said and that adults can be wrong, sometimes very, mm. very wrong. We just take it all on board and try and make sense of the world and, and get by. Um, but that forms our... Um, 
how we interpret what's coming in through all of our senses 24-7. Mm. And that's how we make up our own little map of reality. And each one of us sees the world differently. And that's why when you meet someone like us, we get on well because our maps of reality have got quite a, an overlap. Mm. But then you meet other people and you think, oh, what planet are they from? And that's because their maps of reality, based on their experiences, how they interpret information coming through all their senses, isn't a good match to yours. So it's not that either of you are wrong, it's just you're right in your own reality, which is not necessarily um, a match in reality. Yes, exactly. So we've been absorbing all these things in the first seven years of our life. We haven't really been able to have much influence on the environment that is influencing our subconscious mind and our beliefs mm -hmm. and our blueprints. And we don't have the filters. Maybe we had good guides. Maybe we didn't have great guides, you know, in terms of our family, our teachers, our mm. environment, our community. And then one day we go, why is life tough? Why is this difficult? Why am I experiencing this thing that I'm not enjoying? Hmm. How come she can do it easily? How come he's doing that? Mm. Why can't I? Great. Mm. And so is that the point where people come to you and say, listen, I've got something that's not working and I've tried other things that's not working. I'm stuck with this thing. Is yeah. that when they come to you? They're Basically. frustrated. When, yeah, they're frustrated. They've mm -hmm. had enough. They're actually ready to change. Is that key? Yes, yeah, you have to be ready to change. Mm -hmm. I have had other people, you know, a few over the years, I've been in business over 10 years now, that come to me because they know they've got an issue. Deep down, they actually really don't want to solve it. Mm -hmm. But they get a lot of... They feel really good when they go to this therapist and try that practitioner mm -hmm. and this and that. And then they can tick that say, oh, that doesn't work. Oh, that doesn't work. And that doesn't work. And then they feel special because they're a unique case that no one could help them. Oh, okay. So a little bit of the martyr, a little bit of the woe yeah. is me. Yeah, because um, there's this thing called secondary gain, which you may be aware of. So secondary gain is when the pain of having the issue is less or less than the pain of... No, that's that's totally stuck well, it up. Is it? <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> it's like going to the gym. It's like, I'm overweight, my body hurts... I'm aging fast, but actually the thought of going to the gym and finding the right clothes and working out is much more painful oh, than, than sitting actually. in the current state that I'm yes. in. So in terms of changing your mindset or the way you think of things, my current state's a familiar, comfortable pain. Exactly. Whereas this, the unknown seems quite terrifying. Yes. This job stresses me out totally, but the thought of moving out, it freaks me out. So mm -hmm. yes, I'll stick with the pain. Mm. Okay, so people come to you and they're like, I'm fed up with the pain, like it's boring now, I've had enough, or I've tried everything else and I'm done with the drama of the looking like I'm working on it. Now I actually want to shift something. Mm, exactly, and mm. sometimes people need a health scare before they get to that point. Yes, yes, yes. So, a catalyst. Yes, exactly, mm. because it's not just that zero to one that you're absorbing things in, that's a, you know... 7 to 14, 14 to 21, and after 21, you're pretty much who you are unless one of two things happens. One, you consciously decide to make changes, um, or two, um, you have an event. So whether it's a, a trauma, an accident, an illness, a divorce, something that picks you up, shakes you up and throws you back down. And then you've got a choice to pick up your old life or have a fresh start. So I often deal with people who are having fresh starts. Mm -hmm. But they find that they don't want to go back into that old old way of doing things. So the only thing that will stop them doing that is actually shifting what's up here, mm. shifting who they, um, how they see themselves, how they show up in the world, and that automatic programming that's our behaviours. So I help them move, shift that, so then they can be the best them 
they want to be. And that's the key. It's being the best them, not the best version of someone else in their body. Mm. It's like, who do you want to be and what makes you wonderful and, and be the best version of that. And that's crucial when mm. you're starting a business because there's lots of experts out there, mm. us included, mm. but it's really important you just take pieces. And I didn't know that when I started out. I was trying to do mm. everything. Um, but you just take pieces, what resonates with you, and then you put it together and make your business your way. Hmm. And make your business, your life, your version. And to trust yourself that you can do that. I like the idea of sort of going through your mindset, your beliefs, your blueprints, the things you've absorbed over the time, up until the time where you're kind of having a look at it and going, that's garbage. I don't believe that anymore. Or I did believe that and it served me, but I want to experience or do things a different way in my life or my business, so I need to shift those patterns. Mm. So is that... Let's talk a little bit about um, the unconscious blueprint, which is something that you've also trademarked. Mm. Mm. Yes, it what, is. what is that? Okay, before we go into that, I just mm. want to just flag that what you said is absolutely right. And one of the biggest problems is that in our busy, 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 busy lives, we don't give ourselves time. Don't mm. give ourselves time to stop, reflect. What do I really want out of my life? Mm -hmm. You know, we're too busy giving, fulfilling other people's needs rather than our own. And that's why you have that empty space inside because you're not living your life, you're living someone else's version of mm -hmm. your life. So your unconscious blueprint is your internal image of yourself. And you might have more than one. Um, it's common to have, you know, one, two, three. I've, <laughs> I was actually working with a Norwegian client the other day and she had so many blew my mind. I think we got up to about 25, right back to in the womb when she had the cord around her neck. Mm. Like, whew. Anyway. How did that show up in her life? Oh, that's, um, we're still working together. It's all mm. confidential. But so you can have layers of blueprints. Yes, yes. And they might, you might not even be aware of them. Exactly. That's mm. why, yeah, unconscious, until you start looking for them, they remain unconscious. They just run your programming. So it's quite common for, um, for example, a woman who's in her 40s, to have an unconscious blueprint of herself in, in around 14 or maybe even 4. Because what happens is when um, we store beliefs, memories, unconscious blueprints as images at that deep unconscious level, because that's the most efficient way to store lots of information. And they will get locked in place either because of a traumatic event, which might not be traumatic in the big picture, but at that time it was significant. Mm. So that can lock people into a particular age. Or it could be, and I've um, worked with clients who this is certainly the case, that was the last time I actually felt safe and loved, mm. you know. Mm. And since then, life's thrown lots of things at them, so mm. they've sort of got stuck. But how it shows up is that, for example, if um, you go into a networking event, for example, mm. and if your unconscious blueprint of the 14-year-old is showing up, well, you might become all shy and awkward. Or you might be just sort of brazen and you know loud mouthed and putting people off because you're acting like the, you're acting out like a teenager. Mm. So, you know different levels of confidence when mm. you're a teenager. Um, if you've got an unconscious blueprint of a four-year-old, you're not going to go anywhere near a networking event. That's just too scary. I love that. I love that. So if so, the first thing I'm going to pick up from what you said is that you do actually need to spend some time with yourself and doing some self-reflection. Yes, absolutely. And one of the reasons for um, writing my book, The Face Within, was to um, teach people how they can identify their unconscious blueprints, 
what to do because there's so many different varieties. Like I've been, I think for the last eight years now, I've been investigating different and there's still different varieties and versions coming up. And then in chapter 13, I teach um, a technique that people can use at home to actually shift and change. Because you not only have unconscious blueprints of yourself, which, you know, hold you back, um, you also have unconscious blueprints of other people. And you'll know that happens when you've got someone in your life that you think of and you put them up here, you put them on a pedestal, or else you're totally intimidated by them, whether it's in your personal life or your work life. Or there might be someone that you're sort of a bit dismissive of, you know, you sort of look down on them. So that's disempowering either yourself or disempowering them. And neither situation is conducive to um, productive work relationships or personal relationships. Right. So I like that. There's a, a technique in there or a process in there that you can do some work for yourself at home. Yeah. Because some people might feel that they would like to do a little bit of preparation before they reach out to a coach and go through something a little yeah. bit more um, of an investment in themselves. Yeah, absolutely. So, so if they're showing up as a 14-year-old at a networking event, mm. uh, there's positive and negative ways. And they've ch- let's say they, they recognize that and they're like, this is really holding me back from my business, from success, from meeting people that, are, that could add value to my life and, and the impact I can make in the world. And they come to you and you shift that. Are you reprogramming or are you simply taking away what, what is actually happening? Okay, so what, you, what we're doing is actually, and I use it when I'm working one-on-one with someone, I use a different process to what I describe in the book, simply okay. because I can. Mm. I've got lots of tools to play with, and I choose my favourite ones. Mm. And I couldn't describe how to do that in the book, so I do it differently. But basically what you're doing is replacing that old image um, with a new empowering one. So, for example, um, the 45-year-old woman needs, you know, the 14-year-old needs to grow up inside, so we need a new image of how she is now, but confident, we can slim her down if she needs to, we have the happy look, you know, so you want that programming inside. Um, and some people are worried that, particularly ones that were there, unconscious blueprint as a young person, was really happy, safe, loved time, the way they lose that, but you don't. We bring the good stuff through, leave the bad stuff behind. Okay, so it literally is... Let's talk about it as if it was a kitchen. The kitchen table's great, the benches are great, you've got a great oven, but there's a, a pile of garbage in there. All you're mm. doing is going in and saying, well, this doesn't belong in here, let's remove it. Mm. And then you've got this beautiful, shiny, gorgeous kitchen. What are you going to do with this gorgeous kitchen? Yes. What are you going to cook in here now? Yeah. Yes. Simple And also, unconscious blueprints can actually be as now, but disempowering. Mm. Okay. So you might see yourself as your current age, but you see yourself as meek, mild, victim, sort of, mm. you know, or incredibly unhealthy looking. Mm. So do you think it could also help somebody with uh, weight loss? Oh, absolutely. It, it has. Mm. Okay, yeah. great. Definitely. What are some of the results your clients have been getting um, by working with you, the befores and afters? Ten years' worth of case studies. Oh. Here they are. <laughs> <laughs> On my website, in my book, all over the place. Um, it's things like being able to... Um, I had a client who felt fat and frumpy and she felt like her business was actually outgrowing her like she could see it taking off and she was feeling left behind Mm -hmm. because of how she felt inside how she showed up in the world Mm -hmm. so we updated her unconscious blueprint to the sleek corporate you know the look that matched with where her business was going and it just she flew she went up there and 
on and into the clouds. So you changed the internal Very version cool. of herself? Yes. Did the external change? Yes, because we had two weeks between sessions. In that two weeks, I was expecting a shift, but I wasn't expecting <laughs> the, um, the image consultant, the hairdressing, having a nail stone, going back to the gym, walking the dog every day. Um, she, she just grabbed it. Yes, yeah, she just, because wow. it just matched. It was oh, just like one little thing. Yeah, so beautiful. <laughs> so mm. that's an example where it was as is now, but just needed a little fine tuning. Um, another case was, um, she was 26 at the time, and when she came to me, um, she showed up in dirty shoes, dirty, sorry, feet in thongs, crumpled shorts, crumpled t It looked like she'd just mm -hmm. fallen out of bed. And she had, 11 o'clock in the morning. She was in an abusive situation, abusive relationship. But because her childhood was so traumatic, she actually thought the relationship she was in now was positive because it was so much better than what she'd grown up with. Her level of normal was yes. very low. Um, and when, I, when we looked in and found out her unconscious blueprint was a four-year-old, she said, oh, that makes sense, because the work she'd been doing for psychologists, the psychologist told she had an emotional age of a five-year-old. Mm. Not all the time, but... And we couldn't update four to 26. We had to do it in increments. Oh, wow. But she made fast changes mm. as well. A lot faster than I expected, actually. She ditched him. She got herself on a career path with... Um, a retail chain and moved towns to get away from from the ex. How fantastic! Because wow. it was not only changing her unconscious blueprint. The other work we were doing with her, she realised that she wasn't wrong. She wasn't the misfit. Mm. Her values of honesty and your know, hard work were actually mainstream. It was just that the people around her were doing the one night stands, the drugs, the stealing, and everything else. Mm. She thought she was wrong because the people around her didn't match. I love that. So it was holding up a, another vision and mm. confirmed to her that she was. There's nothing wrong with her. Mm. She was fine. Oh, I love that. I like that a lot, actually. And um, ha have you experienced any of this work with people with PTSD? That's part of it. Um, yes. Mm. Yes. Because it will be similar. You're yeah. not wrong. There's nothing You're not wrong. Yeah. And it's, it's um, the tools and techniques I use, and I've got a, a lovely toolbox for. Um, can leave the past behind mm. and heal through doing that. Um, I get the sense yes. of freedom. Yes. Mm. Well, that's what it In is. In the way you're describing. Lighter, freer. Mm. Because you're not, you haven't got that big backpack of, you know, luggage that you're lugging around. You don't have that sick feeling in your stomach that, mm. oh, if only, if only I was brave enough, if only I was smart enough, if only, if only, if only. And, you know, you're fine. You, find you are all those things. Yeah. Maybe there's a few layers of garbage and trash that need to be taken out. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's clearing out. Because yeah. intrinsically, you're absolutely fine. Everything you need's inside. It's just washing away the muck and everyone else's. Because that stuff that's covering you isn't your stuff. It's other people's stuff. Mm. You know, they've thrown that muck at you. And you've just forgotten to duck or didn't realise you could duck. Or didn't know you could clean it off. Or didn't know you could clean it off. Because there is that, you know, I'm so familiar with my pain or so familiar with my patterns that perhaps not realising that isn't who you are and mm. you have a choice to easily let go. And exactly. is it? can it be easy? As easy as yes. letting go. Exactly. I have a strong belief that it's not necessary to relive any trauma when you're healing. Mm. I won't go anywhere near therapy, so involve dumping you back in your stuff to wade through it again. 
Um, so I like people to feel safe and just let it go easily. Mm. Um, yeah, Wonderful. it's very rewarding. Now, mm. I want to ask you something um, about you, the adventurer. Being the adventurer. Have you always been an adventurer? Yes. Have you? <laughs> I think I was born with a travel bug. I must have been. Because my earliest, well, no, the earliest memory was a horrible accident. My second earliest memory was um, sitting in my brother's bedroom with my hands freshly cleaned, um, watching mum reach up into this wardrobe to pull down this book and opening it up. And out folded, you know, paper folding of the Buckingham Palace. Oh, and I was like, wow. And it was of the Queen and her two children. So it was, it was a very old book. <laughs> And I decided then I was going to go to England to see the Queen in the palace. And then when I was six, I um, saw the movie Born Free with Elsa the Lioness. Mm. Oh, Africa on the list. And I just kept adding things to my list. And my beliefs, and I guess I had support from my parents to that degree, was that, and I'm not even sure I told them. But anyway, I always had the belief that I would be able to do all those things. And so you've yeah. done them. Been to the palace. Yeah, been to the palace. Into Africa. Liz came out the balcony, waved to me. She did. She did. She waved right at me. Sue, who the Queen has waved at. Yes, very mm. special. And Africa? Oh, four times. Mm. What have you done there? What have I done? I've done, I did a five month overlanding that included gorillas and canoeing on the Zambezi, dodging hippos. Um, yeah, so Eastern, Southern Africa. I went back um, when I worked in the adventure travel industry and did the luxurious safari through Mauritius and Kenya. It's beautiful, which is where I picked up my Kukuyu wise man. Mm. And then the last two trips have been um, to Nakuru, which is in Kenya, and I've been volunteering um, at Gabrielle's school and orphanage. It's mm. in the slums of Nakuru, which is what the bracelet's about. Kenyan flag, Gabrielle's the name of it. Beautiful. It's in my heart. Aww. It's just amazing. Which friend of mine, um, who's based in Fremantle, set it up. Mm. So yeah. Where's the next adventure? Well, definitely going back to Kenya. We've got three kids there. Now. Oh wow! So um, there, we've got German friends, German family friends coming over. Um, so we're doing Central Australia, which I love because mm. my time checking with the camels. Mm. Oh, there's so many things on the list. Wow. So a lot of places I've been, I actually like to go back to. Big bucket list. Yes. Yeah. What well, What would be at the top? The top of things I haven't done, mm. uh, Antarctica. Almost got there once, and I got bumped off. <laughs> so close. So close. So close. So if somebody wanted to reach out to you and, and said, you know what, she's the coach that I want to start a conversation with, how do they reach you? Okay. Uh, probably for this connection, a website. So mm. suelester.com. Um, there's an opportunity there. You can book in for a free 15-minute chat about what you need. And my email contact details are there too. Um, plus, you can also access um, de-stress your mind video tips. Mm, so one to okay. two, just short techniques that are really powerful. Simple but powerful. Mm. It says seven on there, but I actually send, end up sending you 18. Mm. If it's all right with you, can I post that into our uh, Hot and Healthy community? Absolutely. Lovely. That would yeah. be really good. So a couple of bonus questions. I love bonuses. Da -da -da. What keeps you awake at night? Oh, if I'm planning travel, travel. And <laughs> <laughs> what gets you out of bed in the morning? Uh, exercise. I love exercising mm. first thing in the morning. And that's one habit I managed to instill in myself, so it's non-negotiable. Beautiful. Unless I'm unwell and then I decide the night before, 
that I'm, you know, if I wake up feeling not like exercising, that's okay. My body needs more rest. Mm. Good self-care. Yeah, absolutely. That's crucial. And one last question. Mm -hmm. What makes you hot in business and healthy for life? This. Mm. Mindset. How did I know you were going to say that? (laughs) But I love what I do. My work is my legacy. You know, I know when I'm working with you or you, I'm not just working with you. I'm working with your spouse, your kids, the people you work with, and the shop assistant you weren't rude to. You know, that's my legacy, that ripple-on effect across and down generations. Thank you so much for being a guest on the Hot and Healthy Show. My pleasure. I'm so glad we did this. Yes, so am I. And thank you for joining us. That's fabulous. You know you need to be interviewed on a podcast, but are you podcast ready? Get access to my free video training, How to Be Podcast Ready, so you can confidently share your expertise, product or service with your target audience and shine in the spotlight. Go to NicoleVanHatton.com today.